Hey there, if you're listening to this on audio, you might not know this, but it's also on YouTube. And there's some things that might not make a lot of sense because you actually need to see it. So check out youtube.com slash honestbachelor. Make sure that you like, subscribe, comment. I'll see you there. Welcome everybody to the HB Half Hour. I am the Honest Bachelor. With us in the studio, guest starring is Eddie Love. What's up? So Eddie is a comedian, actor, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit of writing. Yeah. Anywhere people can follow you? Uh, yeah, you can follow me on Instagram at who is Eddie Love. There you go. For Twitter as well. If post, you still use Twitter. Yeah, post a lot of mirror selfies and mm-hmm. booty pics and that kind of thing. All day. I really appreciate it. I'm basically an Instagram fan <laughs> at this point. <laughs> Next up is Slim Tees. There you go. <laughs> uh, if you guys want to help support the show, all you got to do is send money to Cash App, PayPal, Venmo. We take them all. Anything that you send helps. Uh, and uh, hopefully, then we can upgrade and get out of the garage. That would be awesome. Uh, also, you can follow me, The Honest Bachelor, on pretty much every social media. Some of them are at Honest Bachelor, but, you know, look for the logo and you will find me. Make sure that you like, subscribe, comment, dislike on all of the videos. We have now uh, five episodes up on YouTube, youtube.com slash Honest Bachelor. Obviously, you're watching it right now, but maybe you followed a link on Twitter. I don't know. This is how the show works. So each week we go through six topics. They're normally about the same topics, but... They do change a little bit. So this week is history, opinion, news, entertainment, sports, and technology. Okay, without further ado, we're going to get into history. So right off the bat, I don't know if you're a Charlie Chaplin fan, Eddie. Not not really. But no. I don't, I'm familiar. Yeah, okay. I don't think anyone our age is really like a huge Charlie Chaplin fan. I know some people. Yeah. <laughs> but most of them have certain preferences based off of Charlie's mustache. Yeah. It is weird Charlie Chaplin had the Hitler mustache and then it was during the same time as Hitler. Really? It's like a rise of that mustache. And nobody put like two and two together. I guess not. I mean, they looked very, very similar, but one was making people laugh and then the other was murdering millions of people. But it ends up that Charlie Chaplin's not such a great guy himself. Really? He's not Hitler level, but, you know, he is the Hitler of sexual harassment how so so i'm sorry if this is breaking your world apart but charlie chaplin for those of you that are fans of pornhub or you jizz or you porn and you see those casting couch videos charlie chaplin is the founder of those beloved videos wow uh, so Charlie was, uh, he was the, one of the first stars to make the systemic use of the casting couch for sexual gratification. Apparently, he would communicate with actresses silently, since he was in silent movies, it makes sense, and he'd mm-hmm. use cue cards, like cards with writing on them, saying what he wanted them to do next. Like, and as, as things would go on, as the audition would go on, uh, the cards would say something a little bit more crass, being like, okay, now take that off, and now do this. And uh, then... After he finally got them totally naked, uh, he would then fondle their breasts in an exaggerated silent movie acting manner, (laughs) which I I don't actually know what that looks like. I'm not a silent movie actor, but I I guess you do have to play things up a little bit. So maybe it's like, oh, super exaggerated. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> like really making sure that people knew what he was doing. Yeah, if it wasn't clear from watching him do it, mm-hmm. <laughs> he needed to really do it. It's like, I don't know, that guy's not... He's not fondling those breasts loud enough since I can't yeah. hear it. <laughs> Can you fondle those breasts a little louder, please? Yeah. <laughs> like it makes a noise or yeah. something. Uh, anyway, so then he would, he would silently convey his growing sexual arousal through grotesque facial mugging and crudely mimed gestures. Apparently he'd take that baton he's always twirling around yeah. and do all sorts of phallic gestures with that as well. Uh, anyway, so then eventually he'd get them to stand there. They'd be totally naked. And he, they'd be at one end of the audition room, and then he would start to throw custard pies at them from across the room. The original casting couch cream pie. That's right. That's where it all <laughs> It's all coming together. Oh, my God. So <laughs> there's going to be some guy who's really into porn and really into history, and this is just He's really gonna, like, cool. email you, like, an entire <laughs> This was amazing. Thanks so much. Yeah. <laughs> be like, best show ever. <laughs> Two of my favorite things combined. Yeah. Charlie Chaplin <laughs> and casting couches. My days. <laughs> yeah, so then he would, he would lick the pies off. The, none of this is funny, by the way. Nothing about this is humorous. You know, hash Hashtag me too. We can't laugh about any of this. It's all horrible. So he would lick it off of them, uh, and then he would make love to him on the, the the actual casting couch. Now this is to me the funniest detail. This would all happen while an actual human pianist pianist was in the room playing music to fit the mood of no what was way. happening. Yeah. Yeah. It was like the Family Guy dude that comes out. And he plays like. Play me off, Jimmy. Are there other people in this room? Like, is it like an actual audition for a movie? So there's like a casting director and a producer, or was it just him and this girl and this pianist? Like, I I think that's what it was. I mean, is a camera? It was a piano player, some pies. Oh, like just a whole pile of pies. A couple pies. Really weird guy. He makes Charlie or uh, Harvey Weinstein seem like a. Like Harvey Weinstein is nothing like on this guy. Child's play. Yeah. Oh, you're gonna jerk off in a plant? Oh, okay. Well, watch this. That's some kindergarten <laughs> shit right there. <laughs> oh my god, dude. But like, I, I'm not familiar with Charlie Chaplin's films. I know they were like somewhat comedy. They yeah. were Silent, but. At what point did a woman undressing have anything to do with what she was auditioning for? I don't know. I mean, his as far as I know, they weren't really sexually charged. How have we never productions. heard about this? That's like the most bizarre I, thing I've ever heard. I don't know how show. I've never heard of it, but apparently it's it's a very popular, well-known kind of thing. Uh, but the thing that it reminded me of is like with Harvey Weinstein, everyone's so shocked. Like, oh my God, I cannot believe that oh someone God. in Hollywood would be doing this. Oh my God. And everyone's like really upset and Hillary Clinton and the Obamas who supported him or good friends with him were like, oh, my God, this is shocking. Never would have seen it. Come on. This is like this has been around in Hollywood for forever. (laughs) It's not even in Hollywood. It's in the corporate world, too. We know it exists. I mean, it's just not shocking. And that that is a sad thing about it. And this is going to tie into our next topic. But that, that is a sad reality that this is like this is nothing new. When it happens, we have to act surprised. But in reality, we're like, yeah, okay. It's is this really a news story? I don't I don't really get it. It's like I in the episode one I told the story about an Oklahoma mom, mm. and uh, she banged, or sorry, she married her twenty six year old daughter, and uh, so I was like, okay, well, to the rest of the United States that's a shocking story, but people in Oklahoma are like, okay, 
What's the story? Yeah, you see my next door neighbor. <laughs> yeah. Not to stereotype people from Oklahoma. I'm just saying. Yeah, no, would never do I that. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if that was there was some backstory there. <laughs> <laughs> Their kids look really funky. They're excellent swimmers, though. Those web toes. Yeah, <laughs> 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 yeah but no, that, I mean it ties really well into our next topic about how this kind of stuff isn't a surprise. But here's the thing. Here's this, this and I'm going to tell you the opinion in just a second. When we talk about this particular topic, we don't blame it on the person themselves being bad. Mm -hmm. We want to label it something else. We want to make it broad, as broad as possible, which is weird. I don't know why we want to persecute as many people as possible. seems like an odd thing to do. But that is what we do when it comes to this particular term, toxic masculinity. So my opinion is that the term toxic masculinity and the way that it is used is itself toxic. Mm -hmm. And so some of, the, some of the reasons why I think this. So first off, what we're telling little boys is that they are toxic if they behave like boys. And we've seen that with kids being give, given Adderall. Primarily boys were given Adderall uh, because they were acting like boys. They're rambunctious and hyper and all off the walls. And teachers, frankly, didn't want to deal with that. Girls are easier when they're younger. Boys are not. Boys are a lot more difficult to deal with. And so they just did the quickest approach possible. Let's just throw some pills at them. So first off... We've seen what's happened from that because Adder- it doesn't normally stop at Adderall. It's, it's like, okay, now you're taking Adderall and, oh, now you're depressed. Now we're going to put you on antidepressants. Oh, now you're shooting up a school. I think that those are probably linked. Those have a lot to do with each other. Uh, boys aren't allowed to be boys. Um, I listed these off before. I listed these off in one of the episodes earlier on. Check it out. Uh, but here's, here's just some of the statistics about uh, how we're basically neglecting boys in society so boys go to school less they go to college less they get into college far less often they get worse grades they graduate at a lower rate uh they get addicted to drugs and alcohol at a higher rate 99 percent of workplace fatalities are boys 99 percent of fatalities in the war are men they're more likely to be the victim of a violent crime despite what you're being told Mm -hmm. women are very rarely just murdered for no reason uh, there's normally a, a motive behind it, but men very often are part of a violent crime. They're more often in gangs. They're more often incarcerated. They're most often raped if you include jail. Uh, they're more often suicidal, more often depressed. They're more often addicted to video games. And their self-esteem is lower. And so when you say toxic masculinity to clearly a gender that's suffering, they're suffering, they're being neglected, now you're saying, hey, things aren't great for you anyways, but it's also a problem that you have masculine traits. So let's get rid of those two. I, I just don't see how that's helpful. Not at all. No. Especially like going back to the Adderall thing. Mm-hmm. Like that's why I always said like, <clears throat> I'm really glad like I've, I've tried pot, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm really glad I waited until I was like a full functioning De- adult. Developed, sure. Because I do look at people that were like when I was in high school that I knew were using drugs, maybe more than pot and like, you know, probably some shrooms and stuff like that. Sure. But I look at them now and I'm like, dude, you're like basically brain dead. Yeah. You know, you look at another thing like like uh, concussions in football. Mm-hmm. These kids in high school that are playing football that don't even go on to college to play it. Look at what that's doing to an undeveloped brain. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you're giving eight-year-old, nine-year-old, ten-year-old kids Adderall. What do you think that's doing to their brain growth? Yeah. You know, they tell you, they tell you not to let kids under 12 drink coffee because it'll stunt their growth. But yet you want to put some sort of you know, chemical inside of their brain while they're still developing. That doesn't make any sense to me. 
Yeah, it, it is extremely irresponsible. And like that's one factor. So what you're talking about, drug use is one possible factor for why they're misbehaving. Mm-hmm. But instead, instead of saying, oh, it's the drugs, they're saying, oh, it's because he's masculine. Or how about parenting? Yeah, no, oh, absolutely not. I mean, parents, you need to support your kid in whatever they want to do. If uh, they want to change anything about themselves, if they want to be a dolphin, you support <laughs> you your go. kid in yeah. being a dolphin. That's very important. But I, I think don't say no to your kid, Eddie. Oh, never. No, don't do that. No, my kid can do anything he wants. Yeah, that's proven I don't to be have good. A kid. But if I do have a kid, that's my game plan for success. You yeah. know what I mean? Good, good. I'm but, glad to hear well, that. Well, once again, it falls on the nature of what we're living in. Nobody wants to accept responsibility. Mm-hmm. God forbid if you tell a parent that they're parenting wrong. No, just throw some Adderall at the kid. Yeah, and so when when we are talking about uh, lack of parenting, so let's just say school shooter. So there's there's a few different directions people go. They're like, okay, it's because the gun was available, okay, or it's because of toxic masculinity. That's one of the things that they put it on. So what's let's see what's in the middle there. What happened between getting a gun and shooting up the school? And him being a little young innocent boy. What what happened in that timeline that led to shooting up a school full of people? Uh, let's see. What do all these people have in common? Well, okay. Almost all of them are on medication. Almost all of them are mentally ill. Mm-hmm. Uh, almost all of them ha- come from broken homes in way, shape, or form. The large majority of them come from single parent households, and that's not a that's not a knock on single parents, by the way. In, in fact. If all all it's saying is that being a single parent is extremely hard, mm-hmm. and there's kids that have two parents that are still messed up, so it's extremely difficult to be an effective single parent. Also, single parents, uh, moms especially, it's pretty hard to teach a boy how to be a man. Mm-hmm. It's easy. It's easy to be a boy. Being a boy is really easy. And I, I might have brought this up. I don't remember if I edited yeah, it out. You run around. Or you throw dirt. You eat Cheetos. You yeah. The thing, that, so I don't know if I cut this out or not, but Jordan Peterson, he's a, he's a uh, clinical psychologist, and he says that women become women kind of automatically. Hmm. And what he means is women are naturally nurturing, women are naturally caring. Being, being womanly is a natural thing. Feminism's kind of beating that out of women, making them less womanly. Mm-hmm. But being a man actually takes a nurturing itself. It takes harnessing of all that energy and all that anger and all that violence and all those all those emotions that, first off, we're not allowed to express. Mm-hmm. And you need you need to actually have someone teach you how to do that, because if a man or if a boy isn't taught how to be a man, he'll be a boy forever. Mm. And so we're seeing a large swath of boys remain boys for the rest of their lives. And an interesting thing is that. A lot of people are saying toxic masculinity now and they're saying that it's getting worse because of these school shootings and other violent acts. But the school shootings started somewhat recently. This isn't the guns have been around for forever, but the school shootings have just now become a huge problem in the last 60 years. Mm-hmm. But here's the weird thing. It's not because men are becoming more masculine. Testosterone levels are going down. So according to Forbes, testosterone has been going down 1% per year. So to put that in perspective, that means that a 60-year-old man in 2004 had testosterone levels 17% lower than those of a a 60-year-old in 1987. 17% in a 17-year span. So men aren't getting more masculine. We're getting more feminine. Yeah. So 
Clearly, it's not the masculinity being toxic. It's how we're treating masculinity becoming toxic. So we're being toxic towards masculinity. Mm-hmm. We're seeing it as a problem. And so you, if you tell someone, if you say, hey, everything inherits you, everything biological in you, it, it's got to go. What do you think your reaction would be? Yeah. How would you react to that? Hey, Eddie, everything about you sucks. I, I hate your face. I hate your behavior. I hate your personality. I, I just hate it all. These are immutable well, characteristics, well, by the way. Thanks for having me over. Yeah. <laughs> Glad to be here, too. Hey, man. Jeez. Oh, my God. I thought I could fake it for an hour, yeah. but I can't. I can't. I'm done. I'm taking them off. <laughs> no, but it, it, these, for the, we're talking about an immutable characteristic, a characteristic you cannot change. And someone's saying they hate everything about it and it's all a problem. Mm-hmm. And Which, they, on the other side of that, aren't we taught to something that we can't change, who I am sexually, mm-hmm. how I identify? That's out of our control, right? That's yeah. not something we can change. Right. But we're supposed to love that, yep. right? We're supposed to accept that, which is okay. I'm fine by that. But why can't we accept the other factor the way around? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, well, let's look at the reverse. So what you just now said, we're supposed to love things about ourselves. Girls are taught that. Mm-hmm. Boys aren't. Yeah. Boys are taught to resent everything about themselves. Resent your sexual urges. And you know, if you're a rapey dude, you should resent that urge. It's a natural urge, but you should know how to harness it. Mm-hmm. Uh, resent that you're rambunctious, resent that you have high energy, resent that you're competitive, all those things, bad, toxic. But with a woman, it's like, hey, be empowered, be comfortable with who you yeah, are. Be independent, get out there. Body out positive. Yeah, you don't need a man, you can you can get around. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, well, I Love mean. Love yourself, feel empowered. Yeah, boys are not given those messages. Why is it that if a man behaves badly, it's due to his masculinity and not due to the other million factors that it could be? Like we mentioned earlier, parenting, environment, gang violence, bad whatever. He could have just had bad circumstances, a million different things. In the end, he shouldn't blame anyone but himself. But to pretend that environment and all these different factors don't play some sort of role, not the masculinity itself, is completely ignorant. We are moving on now to news. So the really the only thing we're talking about right now, since we're on the subject of uh, toxic masculinity and, and rape, all the cheery things, casting couches, cream pies, yeah. whatever. Uh, let's just talk about the king of toxic masculinity and sexual harassment. Bill Cosby uh, was found guilty. So he was found guilty of three counts. Of three? Just, just three. If you didn't know, 60 chicks accused him of uh, raping them. So what happened to the other 57 cases? <sighs> I don't know. I, what I think happened is they saw the three cutest chicks. They're like, yeah, that oh. probably. <laughs> <laughs> they took the, the yeah. three best looking ones and they were like, yeah, we believe that. You yeah. Those other 57. The jury just sat there with a hotness scale of some sort, like some sort of like super materialistic <laughs> just thing, one like ten. marking them and like the top the top three got, got, got to take home the bronze, silver, and gold. You uh, get a million. You get five and you get ten. Bronze, silver, and gold. It's like the, the Bachelor rape edition. Yeah. <laughs> Here's your rose. Here's your rose. <laughs> you, you now get Here's to move check. forward. Here's your check. <laughs> you now get to move forward with your lawsuit. Yeah, there you go. Oh, thank you. Yes. Yeah. But the interesting thing about Bill Cosby is this was all very shocking to people. And mm-hmm. as we discussed earlier, Hollywood and rape and sexual harassment isn't that shocking of a thing. But it was who Bill Cosby was on TV 
and how he would always be telling black guys like pull up your pants and he was just he's, he's a father figure he's like the he was the first example on tv of the black successful middle class dad who was a good father and that's a good thing that's an important thing and i i do think that we need to separate the art from the artist okay so cliff huxtable good character important values being taught all of those things important doesn't take anything away from the show doesn't take anything away from that bill cosby terrible human being but you can still enjoy the show you can still enjoy the show just the same the values are just the same some of the good things that bill cosby said still good things one thing that's kind of funny about bill cosby and these particular accusations is he's been telling you he's been doing this or wants to do this all along the barbecue sauce <laughs> there's that there's that example and then here's a stand-up from uh, 1969 where he talks about spanish fly and it never starts with one of the guys on the corner it's always some strange 13 year old who says you know what you know anything about spanish fly no tell me about it. well there's this girl crazy mary you put some in her drink man she <laughs> yeah spanish oh yeah that's really groovy man spanish fly is groovy yeah boy whoops <laughs> Oh, Bill. So Spanish Fly, basically what it is, it's it's some sort of pill aphrodisiac, and he's saying you can just slip it into their drink, and then you'll uh, you'll get what you want out of them. Makes them so horny. Oh, my God. Oh, Bill. Yeah, it's very... <laughs> what are you thinking, buddy? A <laughs> little, little disappointing. Uh, yeah, so Bill Cosby was telling you who he was all along. Uh, that That's it that we're going to touch on for news, and we're going to move on now to entertainment. So much is going on in the entertainment world right now. Kanye West came out as somewhat of a Trump supporter. It's actually kind of odd how he went about it. So basically what he tweeted out was, you don't have to agree with Trump, but the mob can't make me not love him. We are both dragon energy. He is my brother. I love everyone. I don't agree with everyone, everything anyone does. That's what makes us individuals. And we have the right to independent thought. That's fair. He's basically saying, I don't like everything that Trump does. Uh, but I support him and I love him as a human being, as my brother on planet Earth. I feel like it's a pretty innocuous confession of his free thought about a particular president. That not every single thing Trump's ever done is horrible. Yeah, so there's a great video of uh, Donald Trump actually introducing Kanye at one of his rallies. Oh, look at my African-American over here. Look at him. Are you the greatest? Now... There's a lot of apprehension towards Donald Trump, especially from minority communities, for probably good reason. But there are black people who support Trump, perhaps because they're actually seeing that they have jobs. They're probably not psyched that there's white supremacists out marching in Charlottesville chanting, you know, death to Jews and no more N-words. That's probably not exciting to them. But it's also probably not something that they're completely shocked by. But individually things might be better for them. And they're saying, okay, well, Trump's maybe not so bad. But the backlash over just saying maybe Trump's not so bad, I am 100% sure is because Kanye is, one, a prominent figure, and two, he's black. Mm -hmm. Any other celebrity that comes out saying that it's not quite as terrible, unless you're a woman. So Shania Twain also decided to say that she didn't think that uh, Donald Trump was all that bad. So Shania Twain said... I would have voted for him because, even though he was offensive, he seemed honest. Do you want straight or polite? Not that you shouldn't be able to have both. If I were voting, I just don't want bull****. I would have voted for a feeling that it was transparent, and politics has a reputation of not being that, right? 
So that's all she said. She and that's kind of I think the sentiment of a lot of Trump people. They're like, I just felt like he was saying it how it was. Trump lies all the time, which is ironic. But you do get the sense that he is saying what he's thinking. What's ironic about a politician lying? Yeah, well, that's a great point. Yeah, you know when a politician's lying, whenever they're talking. Whenever they're <laughs> right. open. Yeah, so Donald, Donald Trump, like, he gets picked on a lot for lying, and he does lie about particular things, but like Eddie's saying, I mean, that's not unusual for a politician. Are you surprised? Once again, everyone yeah. acts so surprised about everything. It's like, are you surprised? Yeah. Like people in power lie. Oh. For sure. <laughs> and, and so... The idea, like Donald Trump was voted for because he talks so straight. He's talking off the cuff most of the time. He is a witty guy. And so that's all Shania Twain's saying. That's all she's saying is that she just feels like he's transparent. And that's a pretty fair assessment. Well, Shania Twain then was forced to apologize because she's a woman. One, Shania Twain is a Canadian. She can't even vote. Really? Yes. She's not Canadian? Yes, she's not even American. So who cares? And two, why does every woman have to vote the same? Yes, yeah, so she's, she's forced to apologize for a hypothetical impossible situation wow. in which she says, if I were American, if everything were different about my citizenship mm-hmm. and life and were whatever, then maybe I would vote for him. And that's worthy of an apology. She says, I'd like to apologize for anybody I offended in a recent interview with The Guardian relating to the American president. The question caught me off guard. As a Canadian, I regret answering this unexpected question without giving my response more context. She goes on. This is a four-part apology, by the way. It just goes on and on, which honestly, most Canadian thing I think I've ever seen. Apologizing for having an opinion. I'm so sorry. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) But anyways, so again, Kanye, I have a lot of respect because he's sticking by it. Not all black people do have to be Democrats. Uh, Unfortunately, Eddie's white, so this conversation is meaningless to everyone.